Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The creative impulse and the ego. In this podcast, Eckhart answers questions on several topics, including how to differentiate between a true creative impulse and the ego. Eckhart refers to his own experience of writing The Power of Now. While living in England, he says he felt called to move to Canada. He says he had to discern if the impulse was coming from a deeper place or just a passing whim. He also cautions against listening to the mind and its toxic narrative. After waiting several months, Eckhart realized the feeling was not fleeting, but solid intuition. He eventually made the move, and his writing began to flow. Hi, Hi. I'm really glad for being here. Thanks for everything. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I've been confusing with uh, identifying creative impulses that comes from uh, the inner being, and differentiating them from ego impulses. Sometimes I I have an impulse to do something um, and I feel a great vibration of peace, love and joy in the background or in the foreground. And I think, well, this is an impulse that is coming from my inner being. But this impulse is also accompanied by feelings of great enthusiasm and excitement then i think uh, well maybe this great enthusiasm and excitement come from my ego then i get stuck uh, analyzing from where this uh, from where does such impulse come from and i don't take any action so my question is what is an inner being impulse like? Right, good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's a kind of excitement that comes with that, the, you feel excited about something, uh, then you have to be very careful because that may be a temporary egoic thing and that could disappear very quickly again. So be very careful of that, that level of excitement enthusiasm of course can easily be mistaken confused with excitement and but enthusiasm is something deeper and it lasts for much longer it's it's so there's a difference between the power that comes with enthusiasm when you feel that you something you want to do something or something wants to happen through you and you feel a strong energy flow it's often good to give yourself a little bit of time. Don't act immediately on something uh, and see if the same impulse is still there tomorrow, if it's still there next week, if it's still there 
three weeks later, two months later, and still feel that it remains. It comes from a deeper place. It's not just a little wave from the surface that says, uh, so if it's persistent, then it's something that you should really listen to and then take action. Um, for example, um, I was living in England for many years and I was living in the countryside. And one day I had this strong feeling that I had to leave England and I had to move to the west coast of North America, but I didn't know why. And I didn't immediately get the, on the, get on the phone and say, okay, book me a ticket to fly to California or wherever on the west coast of North America. Uh, I wasn't sure what, the, I had no why, I had no answer. I just had the impulse. So I gave it time. So I waited and a few weeks later, it was still there just as strong as before. And two months later, it was still there very strong. And then I said, this comes from a deeper place. And then I took some action. Trust was involved because I could feel that it was coming. It was not a temporary excitement or uh, it came from a deeper place. Another thing you need to be careful of is uh, things that arise out of uh, irritation or anger with a person or with a situation with you. Yeah, you're irritated with the situation. I can't take any more of this. I'm going to do This may not come from a deeper place either. So you have to be careful and uh, just give it a little bit of time and then see if it, it's still there. To continue my story without, if it's not too boring, after a few months, I finally said, okay, I have to do it because if I don't obey this impulse, which is not going away, then I'm not obeying the higher purpose. So I knew I had spiritual work to do there. I finally got rid of everything and I moved, still not knowing why. And only after I arrived a few weeks, I, the, the power of now started to come through me and I realized I needed to be in that energy field there, which is very different from European energy field. I realized when I had to go come back to England temporarily, the writing stopped. So I had to go back to the West Coast, the writing continued. So this is just one example of listening to an impulse that doesn't go away. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. So don't obey a, a, a temporary sense of excitement. Be careful with that. 
but if it remains then good the mind will might still come in and doubt you and might still say well the, it may be a mistake maybe it's a mistake the mind can always come in with doubts and, and then you, you become paralyzed you can't do anything because whatever you feel you could do or you want to do the mind will doubt it and will up oh no this could go wrong or this could happen and then you don't do anything so you need to be careful also with your mind not to overanalyze and uh, realize one of the most important things in life is making mistakes it's even more important than succeeding because you learn through making mistakes you deepen through making mistakes and sometimes what you're really meant to do can only arise after you've tried five, six or 10 things that you were not meant to do. And out of suddenly out of one thing, the real thing arises. But if you had taken no action, nothing would have happened. So don't be afraid that you, it could be a mistake because if it, if it is a mistake, then you will learn through it and it won't be a mistake. If you learn through something, and you deepen as a human being, the, deep, the deeper dimension arises through mistakes, then it's not a mistake. Retrospectively, if I look back at my life, I could say all many things that I did were mistakes. But they were not things that I was ultimately meant to do. Why was I at university and trying to do a PhD it was totally wrong. I, I was not meant to do a PhD and I and eventually I gave it up. So you could say to, to, well, to be engaged in, in academic work for me was a mistake. I wasn't meant to do that and yet I had to go through it and I learned what is not in order to know my true path. Usually in order to know your true path, you need to know, to recognize the false paths that are not yours. And sometimes you have to go there to know it. So you find out more and more about yourself. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. Don't be afraid of failing. Because uh, the important thing is the doing. It's never the, the ultimate outcome. The important thing is the consciousness that you bring to the doing. So don't be afraid of mistakes. Don't be afraid of failing. And But don't act on a form of excitement that suddenly comes into your head. Give it some time. A different thing would be if there's a situation that requires immediate action, then you need to be present and intuitively you will know what it is you need to do. If you're in an emergency situation, then you need to be very, very alert, very present, and then right action arises. And then there isn't even time for the mind to question you. Well, should I do this or not? Let's say the ship you're on is sinking. Uh, should I get out of my cabin or not? You would just take the right action or a wild animal comes in running into this room. You will, you will take action, whatever action is needed, you'll take. The mind doesn't have a time to question it. So these things happen when you are in emergency situation. But here we're talking about something else, which is what to do in your life, what paths to take, what action to take in your life. So it's the art of living. It's not, uh, it, I wouldn't say it's, it's not difficult. Once you recognize 
how things work, then they become easier. Then you, there's a flow to things. Oh, one more thing. Once you have embarked on a course of action, some, especially spiritual people, they sometimes, when an obstacle arises, the first obstacle arises, they say, oh, maybe I wasn't meant to do that. Because I say, well, because if I, if I was meant to do that, everything would unfold without any obstacles. But that's not true. When you create something new, whether it is, no matter what it is, whether you want to build up a business or create something or write a book or do work of art or learn something, learn something totally new, whatever course of action you embark on, obstacles will arise. It does not mean when you experience the first obstacle, oh, I wasn't meant to do that. But you, you don't react against the obstacles. You see how you can either circumvent the obstacle or use the very energy of the obstacle in your favor so that you always cooperate with whatever situation arises. You don't make it into an enemy. Uh, so whenever you create something new, whatever it may be, obstacles will arise. That doesn't mean that you were not meant to do it if, if the first obstacles come. However, it's possible that after doing something for a year or something or two years, and then you realize, well, maybe that's, it's, it's, it's just not working, but or you carry on trying. It doesn't matter if you enjoy the process. That's vital. It's a mistake to think I need, need to arrive at this particular point. The question is, are you enjoying the journey? Let's say you, you think you're great, you might become a great writer, and so you write, and you spend five years writing, and then you offer it to some publishers and they don't want it, and then you self-publish it, and that's fine, and maybe suddenly you're very successful or you self-publish it and nobody wants to read it. Uh, we don't know what the outcome will be. When I wrote The Power of Now, I said, I don't know how many people will read it and it doesn't matter. Perhaps 10 people will read it and their life will change through it. And if, I, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter because I enjoy this process so much that the ultimate, the outcome doesn't matter so much. And if it doesn't work and I don't, can't make any, uh, earn any money through it either, then I'll just, I'll go and sell tomatoes. I said that in my mind. I'm going, I don't know why I said that. I'll make a by selling tomatoes and I'll be happy doing that. <laughs> Enjoy the process. And uh, that really was, that's what success is all about. Success is, to be aligned with the present moment. It's not the, the last thing that you arrive at, it's already an end. The, the ultimate point of success is already an end. So I could talk about this for another two hours, but hopefully uh, the essence of what I've been saying hopefully will help you a little bit. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Very, very helpful. Thank you. Our participant writes in, can I still completely awaken if I'm on an antidepressant? I'm on the lowest possible dose, 
and I feel much better when I take it. Isn't God in science as well? Isn't God in everything? Well, the answer to this question is that uh, I don't know. In order to give a truthful answer whether what you're taking is a hindrance, only you can know whether uh, you're still able to uh, be present with that. In order to give an informed answer, I would have to take whatever substance it is that you are taking and experience it for myself. And then I could give you perhaps an answer as to whether it obscures presence or not. I know that uh, once you have a certain degree of presence, then substances don't really influence your degree of presence that much anymore. Once you have a certain degree of presence, then you can take, you could take alcohol. I know alcohol, I've, I've taken that. I've also tried once to take LSD. I took it once because I wanted to know People ask me that question, can, is LSD helpful for awakening? And finally, I thought I have to try one because I won't be able to answer the question otherwise. So I took LSD and I observed myself during the three or four hours and there was no loss of presence. So the presence was I experienced certain things in the field of my consciousness. I experienced certain changes in sensory perception. I experienced like the walls of the room seemed to be pulsating with life. They seemed to, everything was kind of going and uh, there was a continuing witnessing presence there that was not affected by it at all. I don't recommend, by the way, that you take any kind of drug but uh, for some people um, who are very much identified with their mind, it can be a liberating experience to, to very briefly experience the world around them without interference of continuous excessive thinking. There was a teacher in a spiritual teacher in the early part of the 20th century and he would often encourage his uh, students to uh, indulge in excessive intake of alcohol. In other words, encourage his students to get drunk <laughs> so that they could find out whether they were able to stay conscious even while their mind was clouded, whether, they, the, the, whether the, the consciousness behind the mind was still able to be there as a witnessing presence even when the mind was clouded by alcohol. This is not something that I would recommend. I'm just mentioning it as an interesting true anecdote. So the, the question is, when the mind is affected by something, can presence remain unaffected? So as I said before, to really answer your question, I would have to try that substance, but from my own experience with taking only once LSD, and I'll give you another very funny anecdote that's similar to this. Ram Das, the uh, spiritual teacher, when he, he wrote uh, Be Here Now, famous book in the 60s, he um, 
went to India as a young man to, and he experienced a spiritual awakening in India. And he found a, a guru in India, his spiritual teacher. And at that time he was experimenting in the 60s. Many people began taking LSD and he was experimenting with that himself. And one day he, he gave his teacher in India a dose of LSD. He said, why don't you try this? It might have interesting experiences. And he had a, he gave him about 10 times the normal dosage because he said, oh, I have another one, the teachers, the spirit teacher. Give me one more. So he took, I think they call it hits. He took, normally you would take one or two, and he took 10, this spiritual teacher, and then Ramdas sat there watching him to see what was going to happen to him. And absolutely nothing happened to him. He just sat there for a few hours, nothing, completely unaffected. He did not say this, I forgot his name, the spiritual teacher, Guru did not say whether he experienced any strange things, he probably did, but it didn't affect his base, his foundational presence. That's a very interesting fact. But this only is the case if a certain degree of presence is reached. If presence is only just beginning to emerge, then any substance like that can very easily uh, obscure your presence. I know that for a fact, I've, I've seen people to whom this happened. So if presence, if you're not fully established yet in presence, then and substances can easily obscure presence, but maybe not all substances. So to some extent, the answer will depend on how much presence or the intensity of the presence that, that is already arising in you. So I cannot give a conclusive answer to this. I just hope that um, what I'm saying is a little bit helpful. But I do suspect that at the moment, with a small dosage that you are taking, that you will be fine. And observe your life. Observe how you, whether you're in situations. Are you able to be present or are you reactive? Has there been a change in your life? Life gives you always how you deal with people in situations is the best feedback of how present you are. If there has been a change in how you deal with people in situations, if you're no longer as reactive as you used to be, if you're able to be in the, in the aligned with the present moment and so on, then presence is obviously working in you, despite the fact that you are taking a daily dosage of this. So that's. So you can find out yourself by observing yourself and seeing how you deal with people and situations. That's always it reflects your, your degree of consciousness. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you, if you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Cause Hulu has new stuff all the time. 
Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Thank you. My question relates to the pain body. And over the last while, I've noticed my anxiety or discomfort within the body increase um, significantly sometimes. And my question is, is that pain increasing or is my awareness to it increasing? And if so, was it always that discomforting inside without me being aware? Right. <laughs> is that uh, what you describe as discomfort? Is that uh, triggered by certain situations or is it triggered by certain thoughts in your mind? Definitely thoughts in my mind and definitely around starting the workday, being in certain work situations, but it can come, you know, out of, out of nowhere from a thought in my mind as well. Right. And that discomfort, would you describe it as uh, an emotional emotional discomfort? It started a lot in my, like in my stomach or my gut. I almost feel it in my organs. And yeah, I don't know if that's emotional or physical or because of the emotion. Uh, do you sometimes practice inner body awareness the way, I don't know if you practice inner, inner body awareness, you know what I mean by that? Yeah, and I mean, the more the discomfort or pain comes, the more I practice it. So it's right. having that positive effect. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. It seems more than likely that it, uh, sub, because there's much more awareness now in your inner energy fields more than before, that you're becoming aware of certain blockages of one could call it in the in your that are partly emotional and partly physical they have an they have a physical aspect and they have an emotional aspect and they're probably uh, part of the pain body and they were there before but you didn't know it the light of consciousness is now going into your directed into your inner energy field and uh, then uh, you become aware of something that has always been there, but you didn't know it. It just manifested in certain situations as perhaps as a pain body attack or as obsessive kinds of thinking. And now you're able to just be with it and observe it. So it's not a bad thing at all. It's actually, it means that whatever it is that you're observing, the, the observation itself is a process of gradual dissolution of it. It gradually, it could take time, but it gradually dissolves because you're shining the light of consciousness on it. If you don't react to it, you realize what it is. And then these emotional, physical energy fields, blocked energy, that's what it is, can then no longer use your mind, your thought processes, so that your thought processes, you can stay much more present in your thinking rather than being taken over 
by emotional thinking, by pain body thinking, negative thinking, and so on. So it's a good thing. The inner body awareness is such a vital, vital practice. Did you come to our retreats? Did you come to the last awakening retreat? I watched it. I've been to one, but not the last one. Yeah, that's, I've spent quite a bit of time uh, with inner body awareness because it's so important. And even Jesus talked about it. People don't realize that he, he talked about that your, your whole body will be full of light. If your eye is, is sound or single, your whole body will be full of light. Jesus must have taught inner body awareness, but nobody in the churches realized that. <laughs> so it's a very vital practice. Buddhists also have it, vipassana and so on, inner body awareness practices. So it's all good, don't be concerned. It does not mean that uh, these things were not there before. You're, you're just becoming aware of what was uh, what was in living in your energy field, and by becoming aware of it, it this, this is a process of transmutation. It gradually the energy becomes freed because the whole pain body is a stu stuck energy. It, it doesn't it can't flow anymore. It's a it's a stuck emotion which manifests also on the physical level. And then that be, as this becomes transmuted, the energy of that becomes part of your presence. So it's like a, it's a, the light of the fire of presence is fueled by the energy that was trapped in the pain body. There's a higher, it assumes a higher vibrational frequency. And so it becomes, and this is why people often with heavy pain bodies find it uh, almost easier to become present and become more intensely present and certainly are more motivated to awaken into presence than people with a relatively weak pain body. So also be aware in your dealings with people and so on and your own mind, do you still experience pain body attacks? when you get suddenly taken over by a very negative energy field? Yes, that still happens. Right. So there you have to be very, very, very careful so that don't suppress it, but know what's happening. Be there, see awareness, know, oh, there's the pain body. So that it observe it directly so that it cannot rise up into your mind and use your thinking. So, because then it renews itself through your thinking. It can also renew itself through other people's reactions. So, the two ways in which the pain body can uh, acquire new energy, fuel, so to speak, it can do it through negative thought processes. It, it, it loves negative thinking. This is emotional negative thinking about yourself, about your life, about other people, no matter what it is about, it doesn't matter. Or it can it can take fuel through drama in relationships. It, it loves to uh, trigger somebody else's pain body, whether it's a personal relationship, close relationship, family members, or at work. So also be careful that other people's pain bodies may want to trigger yours. So you have to be 
very alert. Alertness is key. There's nothing wrong with pain, Bobby. As long as, long as you know it's there and you're able to observe it, that means you're awakening. So the more you can observe it, the more awake you are. So it's all wonderful, wonderful practice, and you can actually enjoy it. And, and, so, and then gradually the transmutation happens. It's just wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Let's uh, just um, perhaps you can look at this image of me. I'm not a. I'm not here as a person, although my mind is being used, obviously, in the service of consciousness and awakening. But uh, I mentioned before gazing, not in this session, but in other sessions. Gazing is the practice of looking, looking into somebody's eyes, two people gazing into each other's eyes for maybe a minute, two minutes, or three minutes, ask permission first, and we can do it here now, although I'm not here physically, it's still very much the same, because when you look into my eyes, and you let go of thinking, and just sense your own presence, which isn't your own, but we just call it that, you can sense your presence, and you look into my eyes and you can sense that your presence and my presence are the same presence. And while I look at you, I'm not thinking. And so it may be easier for you to also step out of thinking because when you're looking at me, you're not looking at a thinking person right now. It's a bit like looking at your dog except that the dog exists below thinking and I am above thinking. So the being that you, you can sense in yourself is a being that is in me. And the, as such, they are, we are connected and we are incarnations of the one being, the one universal consciousness. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.